The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> With their three children. <laughs> and something more. Carrie Cassidy has to say is the most recent horrendous thing going on. Uh, I don't know what this is just... In, in fact, we're talking about a, uh, a rabbit hole financially mm -hmm. that is um, pretty much never-ending. In essence, when I talk about the NRO emblem of the octopus sitting on the world, what you're right. talking about is a host-parasite relationship. So all the money made here, drugs, child trafficking, you know, human trafficking, organ, organ trafficking. Um, you're talking about uh, high-yield trading programs. You're talking about pure heart investments is one of the it names that you can put up. out there. And it all... But, well, all trickles down, in essence, and off-planet. So we're even talking about gold being taken off-planet in runways in South Africa, for example, to feed other civilizations on other planets, to also uh, feed serious? the coffers of what, in essence, are the Anunnaki. I also that believe that our secret space programs are reporting to probably uh, some key an Anunnaki and off-world races that are actually lodged down in Antarctica at this time as part of the Nazi base. Wow. Well, I want to say that this is the good side of the movie business. We have actually begun to equip young people with the knowledge that, yes, we are an interstellar civilization, that we are going off planet and that ETs are real. And so that Shut they are not going to be surprised mind. whatsoever by disclosure. They don't even really need official disclosure. They get it because a lot of them have very good memories of who they were when they were here on this planet, when they had other incarnations, etc. There's a lot of hype going along with the military. But I have to say that in the future on planet Earth, you're going to need the, to be the best you can be. That's right. Well, the Illuminati are, in essence, uh, a group of black magicians uh, that are led by the black pope and who have been gone back through the ages, uh, went through to, well, actually originated on Atlantis, uh, some of whom are part of races that are uh, negatively uh, based races, but they have a heavy uh, influence of reptilian DNA, um, and they have tried to dominate the earth for, for its history, basically. Okay, well, we have a war of worlds, as I've said, operating here on planet Earth, and we are slowly but surely connecting the dots and realizing that we have been slaves, a slave species, to other races that have wanted to dominate Earth for eons. So we're breaking out of that shell, so to speak. The awareness and the truth is, is now coming to the surface everywhere. We're also having, for example, land masses uh, that... Some, some parts of Atlantis are now coming back to the surface. 
Uh, so we're discovering new things about our past, new truths, new intelligence that we had that has been lost for eons is coming back to us. New memories, the memories of the past, present, and future. We are time travelers by nature. That's the nature of our genome and our abilities. We are a composite of what you might call ET races. What that means is that we are more than the sum of them and our parts. So we have energies coming up into our planet uh, that Paul LaViolette talked about, a super wave. This is facilitating this awakening here on planet Earth. And part of that awakening is starting to recognize that the original human body was actually immortal. We're looking for defectors at all times. So understand that there are plenty of what are in essence members of the Illuminati, Freemasons, etc., who want to move on to the light side, but can't because they're being blackmailed, as you've talked about the members of Congress. So we're Black also talking secret Google. society blackmail of their members to keep them on board. I can tell you that Giordi Rose with his D-Wave and his talk about accessing the fifth dimension uh, and the telepathic quality of artificial intelligence is a reality. And so the secret space program, one of the biggest and biggest, most secret areas of the secret space program at this time is artificial intelligence and its link up with nanotech and what it could mean for humans. It may be a much bigger threat to us than actually reptilians, believe it or not. It was the greatest event mankind have ever witnessed. The aliens arrived in 50 gigantic motherships. Unbelievable. Positioned around the world's key urban centers, each ship measured three miles across. Fantastic. Holding thousands of visitors. Listen, outside. Citizens of the planet Earth, we bring you greetings, and we come in peace. The world sat spellbound in anticipation of man's first alien encounter. Incredible. We wondered what beings from another world would look like. And then, at the moment of meeting, we learned they were just like us. You don't even look like Mr. Spock. We have come? Except for the latest. Because we need your help. Our planet is in serious environmental difficulty. Their purpose on Earth? To save their dying world. The visitors desperately needed to import manufactured chemicals not found on their planet. In return, we will gladly share with you all the fruits of our knowledge. The visitors were warmly welcomed into every facet of our culture. It became a kid's dream to sign up with the Visitor Youth Corps. They earned our friendship, and sometimes even more. The visitors became a welcome addition to our lives. They were here to stay. Mike Donovan and his colleague Christine Walsh became the celebrated TV news crew to cover visitor affairs. But one night aboard the mothership, Donovan made a startling discovery. The operation is working perfectly. The visitors were lying. They were not like us. They were not our friends. back to get his hot story on network television but before the broadcast the visitors commandeer the airways the alien spokesman john announced to the world that mike donovan was a threat to society as was anyone who questioned the visitors mission of peace and universal friendship donovan tried to tell christine mike i work so closely with these people every day you don't believe me do you 
reptilian with tongues that it's all true i've seen it this resonant sort of composite and our souls are incredibly intelligent and we will bypass and we do that bypass artificial intelligence in this way and this is how we can deceive the state this is how we can deceive big brother etc is by using that resonant ability and also the kundalini energy that we come by through our birthright who is humanity and how are we winning Humanity is a grand experiment, and this is in part a place where this War of Worlds was brought into uh, bodies here on planet Earth where we could learn to get along, whereas these beings do not get along in the multiverse and the solar systems out there. We have marauding groups such as reptilians who refuse to progress, who, and in fact, you know, the Anunnaki themselves have a progression. It is not only humans that have a soul. It is not only humans that are part of source. We are all part of source. So when Organ you look energy. for a path of return, you're noticing what we are finding in this sector is that there are more and more some of these dark side individuals and races are now changing their, their sort of ways and deciding they, they would like to have an ascension path, pathway back to connect with source. What happened with the Illuminati is they fell in love with the mirror. The mirror is artificial intelligence. The mirror is Satanism. They fell in love with the image of themselves, not the true self, which is, in essence, the creator. In essence, yes, we are food for a race of reptilians who have been trying to dominate this planet for eons. There have been interstellar wars with these beings. That's what the War of Worlds is all about. And we are continuing it here on, on and off the planet. We have lots of friends out there in the multiverse, so to speak, and we have our enemies. So yes, we can defend ourselves. We wouldn't be here if we couldn't. What? is motivating the restriction of this technology and the impoverishment of all of these people. Free energy. Well, the bottom line with NASA and the secret space program and why it should matter to Americans and the world in general is that their money is going and being funneled right into these programs and their children are also being used, abused, trained, uh, segregated, they pick the, only the creme de la creme and bring them into the projects to work as scientists, uh, engineers, to work on and off planet, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of my whistleblowers are those types of children who grew up in the program. you got to understand the philosophy of why there is a secret space program, which has to do with creating a humanity 3.0. It's all geared to going out to space, to conquering space, to being the, the civilization on top when we greet other civilizations out there. And so this is an ongoing uh, circumstance that we're part of already. What is the relationship between the deep state pedophilia, Satanism, and the reptilian agenda? I'm going to give you three minutes. We're basically talking about what's called Oregon in the West and Kundalini energy in the East. 
this is yogis uh, raising this energy to become enlightened, etc. This can be stimulated through sexual intercourse with both males and females. And this is what's going on with the secret space program, with a lot of the higher echelons where the money comes from. We're talking about sort of the Rothschilds and the Satanists, the old guard, this very, very old guard that are probably have a huge amount of what is in essence reptilian DNA. I believe that so this we are include the Freemasons at the at the higher levels that are not disclosed. Yes, the there are the some good Freemasons and some bad ones. Companies. There are satanic ones, the Black Pope, the White Pope. The whole Vatican is run by the reptilians underground. Uh, this is not just lip service. This is the reality. ISIS is destroyed. Is being paid to destroy the temples in the Middle East because of the evidence of the reptilian rulership of Earth and that is so prevalent all over there. What is the extraterrestrial agenda? Now, I realize there's good extraterrestrial, bad extraterrestrial, but on the overall ballpark, outside of sucking the lifeblood of Earth, what's the agenda? There's no one agenda. There is a takeover agenda. We have been taken over. We've been infiltrated. Um, boots on the ground. Humans are boots on the ground. Many of us have basically what you would consider alien DNA. So yes. we are them and they are us, all right? Their agenda is to infiltrate and take over, generally speaking, sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a bad way, to influence, bottom line influence. Portal technology, what's called toroidal physics and time travel is absolutely the basis of the entire secret space program and going interstellar. You simply cannot go interstellar without it. So the, it's, the portals are being uh, heavily contested on Earth. You can think of Earth as a sort of a honeycomb of portals. There are portals in places like Stonehenge, the ancient stone circles, um, and all of the military bases are built on portals. So are the churches in uh, many of the cities, most of the cities, Dome of the Rock, etc. These are time travel portals. They are they can open into stargates, wormholes, where you can bring things in and also send them out. War in Iraq it was all over the portal, basically, that Saddam Hussein had tried to take control of to let in a certain portion of the Anunnaki that the uh, secret space program did not want to allow in. Uh, and so they had, they took down Iraq. They're now going into Syria to do the same thing. And what they'd really like access to is the, are the portals in, uh, I believe, Iran. Uh, and the bottom line is that Vietnam was uh, created by a system of portals that had opened up in the uh, Far East. And uh, that was uh, Angkor Wat was the early uh, civilization that was taken out by a, a group of what are in essence uh, spider spider beings, from what I understand. All right, so in essence, we are made up of a genome of 12 or more ET races who had contributed their DNA to create this vehicle we call a human. We are a human experiment. We have been also invaded multiple times by other races that weren't included in the original 12. So now we are a melting pot of many, many other interstellar races. And the, the gray human hybrid program is a program to be very aware of. It has been very successful. So it worked through the abductions of females and through the implantation of, of eggs with a lot of what we call those gray 
this is not the programmable biological entity grays, which are like a little uh, artificial intelligent being, but in essence uh, that were created even by our secret space program. But I'm talking about the grays that come from other planets and have invaded our planet. And they want to be part of this grand experiment. They want to have boots on the ground and this is the way they do it. They put in their DNA and then they, they reincarnate through with their, uh, their consciousnesses. In some cases, they will move a soul over the side and take over the body temporarily and come and go. And in some cases, they will take over the body permanently. So you'll have walk-ins and this sort of thing going on. But the bottom line is that you've got a whole slew of wonderfully gifted children who are fully half gray on this planet now who have come in through the this gray ones? human hybrid program the black that the military ones? was fully culpable in allowing to happen. And the trouble with being half gray and half humanoid, so to speak, is that you are going to be a lot less empathetic. Uh, you're going to be highly intellectual. Yes, you can do magic things like move plates around through the air and, and, and teleport court things and so on and so forth. Uh, but you're going to also have a huge area where there's a lack of an emotional connection between the brain and the heart. You can look at a hybrid race such as humanity and understand that we were a threat back in the days of the Anunnaki, which is around 12,000 years ago, if I understand it correctly. Um, and, you know, time is, is difficult to gauge, but, but basically they decided to uh, put in what is in essence a frequency fence in our DNA, which would knock a lot of our abilities away. Um, you know, the movie Lucy is a great way of looking at what our future holds. This is That's who we possibly can be and beyond because they emphasize the artificial intelligence of Lucy when in fact the heart and soul are what really matter. We are an interesting stellar species that has a long history going into the future whether we stay on earth or leave earth or go out into the multiverse and inhabit other planets or not it doesn't really matter we are the safeguards of the library the genetic library here on planet earth however and we do need to defend sovereign ground listening to Kyla Powers Radio and we're gonna go in where we have been before <laughs> we're gonna go in with RFG on uh, what's what went down with the area 51 and all these people that just decided to go down and check out if there were aliens or if, you know, I don't even know what happened. I didn't even hear about it on the news. It was supposed to be so clandestine, but um, let's find out what he's saying happened. What's good? What's good, ladies and gentlemen? RFG is here today to go over uh, the Area 51 raid that took place uh, almost a week ago. Yes, I'm late on this information. I've been very busy, but uh, I, I got to break this down for everyone listening, okay? 
this right here was complete deception. Oh, no. Um, at oh, every no. angle you look at it. What? All right. This right here took place on September 20th. Uh, complete bogus bullshit. And it just shows you uh, how lost and calcified uh, <laughs> most people are Don't be offended in this by world him. right now. Okay? Because, you know, from what I heard, this was tens of thousands of people um, that actually took the initiative to go out uh, to Nevada um, and take part in this so-called raid, okay? And they don't understand that this so-called movement was all created and orchestrated by our own government, okay? To this laugh right at here us? was a psyop. And to laugh at us, probably. I bet these people showed up in costume. It was orchestrated. It was basically a government test. That's what this was. This was a government experiment, a government test. And uh, these motherfuckers right here fell for it. Okay? Sorry for the F-bombs. That's our chief. They, they, they fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Unless they're paid to be there. Because while you're worried about, you know what I'm saying, little fucking green men from another world, okay? There's a lot of things that are going on in this world right now, the world that we live on. Uh, I think people are worried about the crashing of the dollar. Greenbacks, not green men. Right? have to be changed drastically, okay? In order for us to have better lives, in order for our children and our grandchildren to have better lives on this earth, okay? There's certain parasites on this earth that have to be vanquished. Oh, no. Okay? Only we can do that, all right? So when it's we give our energy to this bullshit right here, we are wasting precious time, okay? We are, we are wasting our energy. We are wasting our thought. We are wasting our precious time, okay? Because let me tell you something. These particular people could have easily been gunned down uh, in cold blood. And there wouldn't be a goddamn thing any judicial system could do about it because I'm folks, so embarrassed. There's truckies out there. What are you doing, just like that? These people right here, okay, who work in and outside of this facility, they have a security clearance where they can kill you for violating their so-called rules. Okay, they can kill you for that uh, without being tried judicially. Okay, because according to their rules, saying, they have a uh, they have a kill you and get away with it card. Okay, and it's called a security clearance. Okay, so you know I, I told people before this started, if you're gonna do this, um, you have to do that the right way. You know what I'm saying? You have to have some form of protection on you. And these people went there, you know, unprotected. Like, it was some kind of fucking party or something. You see what I'm saying? These people could have easily been shot and killed on sight. Easily. 
you know, but this was a experiment by the government to see how gullible and how controllable the masses really are. And this goes to show you how easily movements can actually be created by the government, by the opposition, okay? This fucking movement of Raid Area 51 was in fact created by the government, okay? And it was a test run to see how easily controllable the people still are, okay? So they can create, not only can they infiltrate, but they can create their own movements, you see what I'm saying, through social media, and get hundreds of thousands of people involved, you see, at, at ease. Because uh, a lot of people fell for that, and while they were worried about little green men, you know what I'm saying, there's so much more important shit going on in the world right now. You see, this event was actually predicted by the Simpsons, okay? Predicted by the fucking Simpsons, man. Sorry for the F-bomb. You see what I'm saying? And see, shit like this... Well, before I get into that, I just want to say that this right here proves that this was pre-planned by the government as a test run to see how gullible the people are and to see how easily they can create um, false revolutionary movements. All right? But this incident, to me, proves that uh, the so-called, most of the so-called Caucasians today, okay, share oh, relation no. with the Greys, okay, because the Greys are beings that are from the future, and they're coming back to the past, okay? So basically, they are the Caucasian that fused its own genetics with artificial technology. This is why, after all these oh, UFO yeah. crashes, and all these UFO sightings, and all these close encounters with these beings, you know, they say that these beings, they don't have any genitalia, they don't have any uh, intestines, or any digestive um, organs, okay? Um, they don't have a real heart. All right. Where's and their junk? Where's their junk? The nutrients. Where's their eyebrows? Wait, they look like a white version of ET, kind of. Put in their body is injected in their body artificially. And so the waste from their body goes out of their pores. This is why when most people say they're, you know, they get around the grays, they say that there is a foul stench. Oh. That is because they don't have any digestive organs. Oh. All the nutrients is injected in through artificial insemination. And, and they, they probably can't take a shower because I heard their skin burns. I think if they touch us or if we touch them... Then their skin burns or something? It's weird. It's later excreted out of the pores, the waste. Okay? And this is just a being that fused itself 
with, you know, artificial technology. Okay? Transhumanism. The grays, the grays are a result of transhumanism. Okay? So in the future, and I've done videos on this before, in the very near future, okay, the so-called Caucasians that run this world, they're gonna, you know, a select few of them are gonna fuse their genetics with artificial technology, and many will uh, follow suit, okay, for that deception, all right? So this is your Caucasian of the future. And He's really rubbing it in. I'm so sorry. I don't know, but I did hear Carrie Cassidy say that, and I'll go back to her thing so you know that he's he's not being racist, for real. When they go back in time to the present, okay, they check up on themselves in the past. This is why most of the people who get abducted, okay, by these greys are, in fact, Caucasian people. I thought they were racist. They just didn't want black people for some reason. All right. And uh, the only other time I can really think that <laughs> the greys... The one time black people are glad they were rejected. ...abducted people on a mass level that weren't Caucasian was an incident in Brazil in 1970s. Yeah, in the 1970s. Okay? And... Um, I'm not sure if you can really consider that abductions. People were saying that they were being put to sleep by rays of radiation and uh, they were having um, meteorite particles and computer chips put in their skin. Okay, And that's what happened to the people in Brazil. But for the most part, all over the world, when you study these uh, UFO encounters, um, especially, like I said, these abductions, when people actually get abducted and tested on, it is the so-called Caucasian, okay? He is and not I do not that believe phone. that that is a coincidence at all. I don't believe that is a coincidence, folks. Get mad I about just, that. I, you know, I don't believe in coincidences at all. That's the new race. Okay? Oh, no. You know, stop. because stop. these motherfuckers are out here worried about, uh, wow. you know, wow. some green, little green men. Really are, but G. they got, you know, humans all over the world starving to death you know what i'm saying you got missing children all over the world that you know they're being kidnapped some uh raped molested used as sex slaves um you know what i'm saying some of them are tortured killed and eaten alive Whoa, some man. of them are you know having their organs harvested can this get weird then you got corrupt fucking politicians uh, running this country, okay, this world, yeah, the, the whole world, okay, and then you got, you know, uh, people being vaccined and abortions going on, which is reducing the world population, okay, hundreds of millions of doses of vaccines have used aborted fetal remains, so that means when you get vaccinated now, you can expect to have the aborted, uh, aborted fetuses. Yuck! In your bloodstream, in, in your body, you know what I'm saying? Death. Aborted fetal tissue. The same thing that Monsanto, see Monsanto's food has the same aborted uh, fetal tissue. So it'd be in everybody's best interest to go look up what companies, what food companies are owned by Monsanto. And every company you see on that list, do not eat that. Do not eat from that company. Do not purchase any items that are owned by that company 
that's owned by Monsanto. All Monsanto farms need to be burnt the fuck down. All right? That's what we need to be concerned about. Okay? Something's going on next door. Something. Something. We were wondering if maybe you had experienced any disturbances. What kind of disturbances? My aunt just says she's not ready for the aliens. You said you're not ready for them? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? You're not ready. You're not ready to see them or hear about them. Thank you very much. Hear about them. <laughs> she's not ready to hear about them. And she definitely don't. Well, that's wrong. I mean, there might be some nice ones, but Auntie, that is hilarious. Auntie, not ready. Auntie's not ready for no people. Oh, no, you crack me up, Auntie. So, um, so that's in that movie, you know. So I don't think anything is off the table. Um, and I, I think... Uh, there's actually uh, an interesting Amazon series called Carnival. I think it's called Carnival. And um, that's part of it, the name. It might have more than one name. But anyway, in it, the monster is a octopus being, believe it or not, who is linked up with an Anunnaki, you know, black magician witch who sort of commands it. Now, it, it's like an old-time... Uh, sort of British drama, but at the same time, it's got elements of truth that they're seeding out there because they're always trying to give, you know, to, to do disclosure in a way that will not blow back on yeah. them. Okay. Yeah, there are videos that say that octopuses are aliens. They can't explain how octopus could have evolved. They seem to be like aliens. So maybe that's kind of a bit of disclosure well, there. You know, a long time ago, there, I forget the name of the book but there is a very excellent book out there that um, contained a lot of good information and one of the things it talked about was um, that one of the first alien races I think that Eisenhower even met met with that nobody talks about few people in the UFO field even talk about it was an octopus okay oh. so are you hearing me <laughs> yeah wait I've, I've seen something about this octopus what do they call these things? Uh, oh my goodness, there's a name for this. I agree you know, now, first yeah. Alien Maybe race. try to repeat it. One of the yeah. first alien races humans ever dealt with is the octopus. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, this is was actually met tight. with Eisenhower. And also, um, it, it's been depicted in a couple movies. You know that movie called, um, what was it called? It's not Contact, but... Um, no, the most recent the one. Remember that? Oh, I, I didn't see that. Oh, it's it's actually well worth, worth seeing because oh, a group of octopus-like beings arrive in a spaceship. Type That's scary. As hell. And they interact with them, and they have to try to communicate with them. Oh, and they're wow. quite advanced species. That but at any rate, so this is what we're talking about. You have to follow these little tiny trails, and and then eventually you get to the root. Um, so uh, so there you go. Uh. Through are um, secret space program. In other words, the two are not separate entities, they're all one. And yes, yeah. uh, it gets into the battles with um, 
that even are reflected in Brexit, for example, in England, between the dark magicians and the various factions, the ones that are Luciferian ah. versus the ones that are Nazis. Some of those are the one and the same, but there's also other ones that are not necessarily having that um, sort of negative bent, if you will. They don't eat, drink blood, etc. So there's the blood drinkers and the non-blood drinkers, yeah. and that's you know, something of a, a dividing line, if you will. Um, so this is what we're talking about. It's so complex, and there's so much to yeah. it. But certainly, uh, Russia's very involved. He's a, they're a partner with the United States in the program. Of course, Germany and, uh, you know, Europe, different countries in Europe that contribute to it. Um, and the United States is uh, front and center on the, the whole story. So... Um, very involved in all of it, and in a, in a sense, the power center for it. Uh, some people think it's, you know, Britain owns the purse strings, but the U.S. owns the the brawn, so to speak. <laughs> okay, well, you're the. You sure we didn't just pay it all to the Fed? Do we have any left? But you know, it has to do with there is sort of this uh, commercial sector involvement within the secret space program that does try to run the show and then there's the actual secret space program right and then there's sort of knockoffs that that are also very interesting and in feeding into this sort of trajectory and getting involved in the commercial aspect and this is where you get to the stars academy saying well they really want to bring create free energy to the people that's their really reason for existence is not disclosure it's to bring you know access free energy projects that are that are deeper in than they are and that gets into how Putoff and, and Eric Davis yeah. released the documents that I've talked about um, that came out yeah, of the I've seen a lot of that Mitchell yeah. that people may have paid attention to and I've written and done presentations and articles about extensively actually so we're talking about Bob Bigelow we're talking about um, yeah. you know uh, all these different scientists so so yes elon musk is wrapped into that scenario and of course he's another sort of i guess he's a commercial aspect of nasa that is a bit of yeah. a disinfo but at, including truth so it's not all, it's usually not just dis disinfo by itself it usually has mixtures of truth within it okay i did one video with uh we're gonna go in with panic Solomon's mother couldn't be convinced. That's the most outrageous story I've ever heard. He became a fugitive. The aliens were determined to kill him before he spread the truth. But soon more people began rebelling against the visitors' stranglehold. However, anyone who tried to escape was taken prisoner. One person did listen to Donovan. Why don't you tell us what you know? Juliet Parrish and her small group of resistors were the first not to doubt his incredible story. Believe me. Juliet had a plan for the group to fight back. We have to arm ourselves. They tried their best, but were forced to retreat. Donovan was crossed and taken to see the alien commander, Diana. You'll soon have no more worries, Mr. Donovan. Diana had special plans to brainwash Donovan herself. Few of the aliens were different and wanted to see Donovan escape. He first needed a weapon and a uniform. I sure don't look like an iguana. Huh? Bad taste. These aliens knew Donovan could help them in return. Some of us, a very few of us, just don't believe in what our leaders do. 
Martin, an alien turncoat rebel, revealed the visitor's earthly mission. It was not to fill the mothership tanks with special chemicals. You're here to take the water. And Donovan learned that his nine-year-old boy was one of millions held in special chambers to be used as food. My son is in here somewhere. Juliet Parrish and the resistance rebels managed to win their first battle. V for victory became their symbol, but they know... The war is just beginning. And for one young girl left pregnant with this alien's child, a nightmare is on its way. Tonight, the saga continues as V, the final battle, begins. Last week, the spirit told me watch the movie Core. Core, um came out some years ago and basically the movie was about harp harp has failed and they called it destiny it has failed and they had to jump start the planet again now this is what's interesting and i knew there was a reason they told me to watch it the ship that the brother made delroy lindo in the movie core he used a substance called unobtainium unobtainium i heard this shit recently someplace unobtainium before. Turns out, in the movie Avatar, what they're digging for is something called unobtainium. So wait a minute. Unobtainable. So I went to look up unobtainium, and you can look it up too, um, un spelled like it sounds, unobtainium. And it says, it's, it means nothing. It's just a symbol of something that's unattainable, something that's deep. They show a couple of places where it was used, but evidently it's used in... In the movie Core, which is a harp movie, and the movie Avatar, and they both must dig. So this was clear. This was the spiritual indication, and made the connection. The movie Avatar is all about Haiti. All about Whoa. Haiti. Now, blew my mind. You know, I don't like giving this white <laughs> man credit for everything. And let me be clear on this: even if um, he's done it with harp. It's only because the spirit allows it. So everything is still in our favor. Because these goddesses, since the earthquake, have been coming. And I'll drop a few names. I've seen all of this in the astral. Others have seen it in the astral. And children, and I'll let you know who. So even if it is hard, it's still in our favor. So note that you had a... They're breaking in the praying mantis. Aliens, y'all better wake it up. They got uh, Wilcox and Linda Moulton Howe on. They're prepping the people for these aliens. Y'all better wake it the hell up. The aliens that are reported on board UFOs and insects, particularly bees. They're prepping you for the mantis. Don't worry, everybody. I'll be on the case. I'm gonna. We know that our foremost mantis liaison, Simon Parks, I'll be looking into what it is that he has to say as soon as I get home. And I can check into it. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta watch this. I'll be on it. You know I'll be on it. Kyla Powers Radio. Uh, 
Paranormal Activity and Ghost Busting. Let's go with that. Go right in on it. She said, well, Dad, she says, this person was cloaked and was hovering around me and she and it hit me on the head and I fell on the floor in oh on the grass. I, thought, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? And Let's go back. What? used to happen and what I used to get. And going back to still being in the Freddie Croft area house. His uh, name is Darren Brown, Paranormal Activity. There was a time when I was quite ill and I remember uh, I used to wake up and the chair would be up on two legs and it would be at an angle. And I was thinking, well, what's that? And then all of a sudden it would come down. And, you know, there was a lot of strange things, you know, which I just really took for granted because they used to happen to me all the time, you know. And and to other people, you know, I mean, it's almost like uh, the Holy Grail for some people that do ghost hunting. If they can catch that on camera, then, wow, that's amazing. But it isn't just me that's got this. It's, it's, it seems to be, you know, in our family, we all seem to, to have this sort of thing. Um, and I think where I'm always sort of like going into other people's houses, I almost pick up on energies. And I didn't realize that I almost used to pick up on energies and then take them home with me. <laughs> and it used to be quite comical because there'd be times where, you know, I'd be sort of like at home. This is fine. And then out. I'd be asleep. And then the next day I'd see someone at the bottom of my bed. And what I used to do is as I got older, I used to try and grab them. So I tried to launch myself out of bed, try and put my arms around them and grab them. So I was some form of, you know, and my wife, poor my poor wife, Chrissy, she used to go mad because she used to be fast asleep and she used to be woken by me <laughs> trying to grab these um, things at the bottom of the bed. But yeah, but one of the reasons why um, I went into the paranormal side was that when we first moved, because what, because what you've got to realise, what I've worked out, and I, I might be wrong, but if you, paranormal isn't just in a house, I think it's everywhere, and I think if you're that sort of person, you can tap into that energy anywhere. It's a bit like Reiki. It's a bit like, you know, someone can do Reiki, and, and they can do, like, um, a healing, and they can do a healing from Australia to here just by using a photograph, and they can use that energy of looking at the photograph and trying to help that person sort of like from the other side of the world. And I reckon that paranormal is almost like that. You know, they, they could be possibly five-dimensional beings, you know, which are in like another completely different time zone to what we are. Because nine times out of ten, when me and my brother used to go around and we used to try helping people that were obviously having problems where their children, you know, sometimes they, they used to get pulled out of bed, you know, that they'd have their, their ankle grabbed and they'd be pulled out of bed. And they say to us, is there anything we can do? And we say, yeah, what we've got to do is we'll go in there, we'll set the cameras up, we will look on this as a, um, the best way to deal with it is, is not in the spiritual side of things, but we're going to look on it as a scientific side of things. And then I use my spiritual side as a backup. That's what I normally do. So basically what we used to do is we used to say, okay, then if you let us go in, um, and then nine times out of ten, because they used to be my customers, um, they used to go on holiday, give me a key, and then we'd have the whole night to be able to set everything up with no one there. And we used to basically say, look, if you are here and you are a spirit, you know, there's no reason why you can't stay here, but you must leave the kids alone. They have the right to be here, you don't. And I used to, we used to be quite firm, me and my brother, about things like that. And we used to say, look, you know, 
There's no reason why you can't coincide with them, but you've got to realise that there are boundaries that you can't cross. And when we used to say that, we used to find that a lot of the times then, after a couple of weeks, these people used to say, oh, it's great, we're not quiet, uh, the children are sleeping better. And that used to help the situation. Um, but um, I've had a few experiences which I'm going to talk to you about now. Uh, um, one of them um, was when we moved um, to uh, Wing, uh, my daughter, she was only 12 years old at the time, um, and we just literally just moved in, and uh, my daughter, she said, oh, Dad, can I go and get some sweets at the shop? I said, yeah, okay, no problem. So basically, gave us some money, she went up to the, the um, sweet shop, and she came back crying, and I thought, oh, no, you know, someone bullied her or something like that. I said, what's the man? She said, oh, she's just bit on the eight. So I thought, right, come on in, we'll go and find out who it is. And she said, well, Dad, she says, this person was cloaked and was hovering around me, and she... And it hit me on the head, and I fell on the floor in, oh on the grass. I, thought, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? And I, and I thought, oh, I just, you know, what do you do? How can you help your family, your child? So I thought, right, I'm going to have to investigate this more. So what I've done is uh, I went to uh, Angelica's, which is a shop. And uh, there's a lovely lady there, Angie. Oh, wait, one it. second. Azorio. You yes. almost cried. No, it's, it, you know, we, we've seen, I think people will know because it's also been demonstrated on uh, various shows on TV and so on. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so that's, that's that's what we used to do. There was things like that. And i never forget, there was one Tuesday, because I used to go every Tuesday for about an hour and a half. And there was normally about five or six of us. I was the youngest one there, funny enough. And there was, you know, some older ladies there and gentlemen there. And I remember that one of their things which we had to do is they turned around and they said to us, right, before you come, they said, we want you to pick a, a rose or a, or a living sort of like a, uh, like a bud or something like that. And, and they said, hold it, cup it in your hand. And they said, then put intent into, into the rose and wrap it up in the tissue. And then we put it into a bowl. And then the idea is that the people read what they pick up of. And I, and I was rushing around. I'd come home from work and I'd be rushing around. And I thought, oh, I've got this gas bottle. I've got this to do. I've got to get that done. And I literally, quickly, just spent one minute trying to put some intent into this rosebud. And then I, I wrapped it up. And then when I went there, we put it into this bowl. And then we didn't know what bowls we had. And this woman, she picked up this bowl. And, she, and um, they said, OK, can you do a reading on this thing? And she says, oh, she says, I'm, I'm picking up someone rushing around. It's really strange about oil, gas, uh, oh, I must do this, something to do with a boiler service, uh, and and then trying to, oh, and then it was really strange because she picked up exactly what I was actually thinking at the time. So you have to be very careful about intent because if if someone that's quite sensitive can pick that up, then what else around us can pick up things like that as well? And that's why sometimes you have to guard yourself, you have to guard your mind in some ways because you could have an open mind and you could be expressing something and you don't know you could be bringing things closer to you so that's my my opinion obviously we should all put up psychic shields like seriously just meditate and put them up and we know that they're trying to use these devices to read our brains and stuff the, the time is here where this stuff is going on people 
My point in playing this is for people to realize that this is not conspiracy. This is happening. We have a very real agenda of beings on this earth that want to bring fourth dimensionals here. You have to be ready for it. In the spiritual, you have to be ready. But, but yeah, without All of us. jumping off, off that side there. Um, okay, but, never, but you, you didn't quite finish the story unless I missed it. So did no, you... no, I'm going to just go okay, into that. Great. So basically Neville gave me the ability of uh, how I could I could actually help my child. And it was about meditation, closing off. Right. Um, and obviously putting uh, a cloak. And it was visualization techniques about putting a cloak around you. And I passed that on to my daughter. And when I did that, it, it stopped things from happening um, around her, and she was okay. But she was extremely sensitive. I mean, uh, we used to go out shopping, and she'd be chatting away. There'd be no one there. And she says, oh, uh, I said, are you right? She said, oh, yeah, I'm talking to uh, this old lady. And, and I thought, oh, okay, then. And there's no one there. But, of course, I can't forbid that because I'm like that myself. So, you know, um, <laughs> but, um, it is funny that you, uh, you did not, you do not necessarily, you and her, uh, for example, do not necessarily see the same things. Is that correct? Yes. Well, there has been a time when she did, and that's when we carried out a paranormal investigation, um, which was in the Hearts, Beds and Bucks area. Um, and that was probably one of the most haunted places we've ever been to. And it was one of my customers. Um, it was quite interesting, actually, because there was a 15-year-old daughter there. And the first thing she said to me was, oh, you're not coming in my room. I don't want you in my room. I said, look, it's absolutely fine. I, I said, you know, your room is your own haven. You know, we're not going to invade your privacy or anything like that. And the thing I picked up on when she said that, is I felt that she was being influenced. It was just like, almost like something's happening to right. me saying, she's being influenced. And I thought, okay then. So what I'd done is I went to the parents and I said, can we do a blessing in the room? And we were going around the house and there was a lot of things that we were picking up on the house and there was a lot of dodgy energy. Uh, and we had a, uh, an apparatus which we was using that's called Ovilus. It was Ovilus 3. It is basically... Um, uh, an electronic device which has got about 40,000 words in it and the idea is that the spirits or the energy manipulates the energy with inside the apparatus and it tries to speak so it acts like a sort of thing from Star Trek where you have like a, <laughs> a, a translator it's similar to that where, right. where we can get spiritual thing now what was interesting is we've used it quite a few times and we've had some really good hits with it I mean, we, we, we did once when we were at Clock Hill, and we were walking, and me and my brother were basically walking up to this, this place in Clock Hill, which is quite a well-known haunted location, and we were coming across some bushes, and it came up with bushes, and then there was hedges, and then it came up with hedges, and then, <laughs> and then it, we came up to the church, and it said satanic, and we oh. thought, oh this my is unbelievable, God. you know. And me and my brother, we just looked. We were there at two o'clock in the morning. There was, they used to have, uh, they used to have security up there because they used to have a lot of weird people going up, a lot of kids going up there drinking, you know, messing around, causing mischief and mayhem. 
which spoils it for the guys that are actually trying to find certain things which are there. So, yeah, so... Different feeling than when I'm just regularly talking. <laughs> God, I want to pee right now. But, like, what if it was, like... Since y'all love to be nosy and you want to be all up in people's privacy and stuff. Like, what if we got... Google could use CERN to patch us in on some of these other dimensions. These Mandela-affected dimensions, right? Oh, yeah, so you know who was there, right? It was Prince. Because he didn't die in that reality. Probably didn't die in this reality. He might still be on the elevator anyway. So he was there. And you know who else was there? I am here. <laughs> Imagine it like she came over to his apartment. <laughs> and Prince opened the door. And she's like, Where are here? <laughs> Prince is like, You and who else? <laughs> she comes in. She takes off her trench coat. And Prince said, oh, no, you're not going to want up me. And then he took the patches off his buttless pants. And he said, no, I am here. And she said, no, I am here. And he just said, sit down. <laughs> Wait, I got to pee. Oh, God. That was the first part of it. Took my glasses off. Wow. Okay. That was part one. Okay. Let's see. We're going to get a little bit of a lot of things. Hold on. I want to talk to this guy as soon as I mentioned Jody Foster because apparently there was an extensive communication with this guy communicating with Jody Foster or he was fixated on her for some reason and I, I'm going my god I just saw in a movie she's like a 15 year old girl in this movie with Robert De Niro but 
Anyway, the agent took him inside. They they did their routine. I had to go about my counter-terrorist thing looking for Carlos the Jackal, who was now in prison in Paris. This is an interview with John Carmen, a secret former Secret Service agent. At this time, Ilya Ramirez Sanchez, who was supposedly involved in the uh, Munich uh, massacre and a bunch of other uh, attempts to go after OPEC ministers, which is a big deal. Um, he extorted millions of dollars in, in doing so. The United States and other countries weren't prepared for that type of activity back then. So, uh, anyway, the story goes, real quick, is that five years later I went to another agency. I think I was with San Diego PD at the time. And they put something on the airwaves or the TV set about the assassination attempt on uh, Reagan. I'm going, oh, my God, you know, he's coming out of the Hilton. And I've been to that very same location because we have embassies across the street all over that area near Embassy Row. And um, then they start flashing pictures of uh, Hinckley up there. And I go, my God, that's the guy I interviewed. That was John Warnock Hinckley that I interviewed. Well, nobody's talking about it. And when Hinckley allegedly shot off all of his rounds to a gun that he had, or that they retrieved from him, Reagan didn't get shot till right after that, and Reagan got hit with a flechette disc, which is a CIA-related weapon. I'm sorry? Hi. Um, I guess that we're having a little trouble with your sound. Can you, uh, do you, can you put your mic down, uh, and, and is, there, is it connected with your computer there? Of course it is, yes. Okay, I think you don't need the, because um, your hand... ...into political situations that uh, would uh, do very serious damage on it in, uh, in a way that uh, they could extort uh, power or money from them, you know. Okay, so your take on it is you think he was, it was actually his body, though. Isn't that what you said? Oh, yeah, I can look at the guy's face and tell that's him, but I had other people try to uh, talk about the double analyze something that they have no background in, they can't tell the difference. I mean, if you looked at Marilyn Monroe's uh, photographs after she was dead, she looks a little different, you know. People yeah. look a little different when they're dead. You know, the muscle textures, the tones, all that stuff is different. But a lot of stuff is just fake, y'all. It's fake! I don't know what to tell you. And the other guy, I can't, I can't remember his name very much because I'm not using it routinely. And he would be the type of guy that would go out there to attack certain people, cause a problem, and then these guys could be like, I don't even want to revert to saying Mossad because there's no way you could compare it to Mossad. But uh, having special uh, military-related type agents with civilian aircraft, helicopters that that were earmarked that looks like it's from the Saudis to go out there and just shoot up a bunch of Americans and then fly away and act like, Oh, nothing happened. They can't trace it and, and make it look like something against Trump or uh, some other group. He's talking about psyops that could easily uh, be done and start stuff. That means, you know, limited freedoms and just like nine 11 type stuff. Either way, it's a massive shooting, uh, which is very bad. You don't have those kind of shootings, and they, they don't go around shooting people at, uh, at those type of functions, especially in that city. It's not normal. It's very bad and negative publicity. Uh, it's obvious that they're using our territory and the United States to fight their little wars and skirmishes that may be going on in the Middle East, and it's causing us problems here.
Okay. Uh, now, in terms of immigration, because you have been a, a person who's been a customs agent, you must know a lot about the border and the reasons why Trump might want to have a, a different kind of border there. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I am cross-trained immigration, which means my background is U.S. Customs Service, but I'm cross-trained immigration. I could not work the border or process passports and documents if I didn't pass the test. Um, and I processed, I already estimated over 3 million people in 15 years. That's a lot of people. People can't even imagine. I'm doing like maybe 100 people, um, 150 people in half an hour, something like that, if I'm doing it at a certain speed. If I stop to grab something or it looks suspicious or, or has a, uh, a smuggler of some sort, then I'm going to stop and I'm going to take that in, which I had a high seizure rate and arrest rate on smugglers and narcotics and fugitives and weapons and so forth. No such thing. Sounds like there, a there's no such thing. That's a misnomer. That's false information. If they did that, it would cause problems. Throw that one out. Uh, we have fences for a reason. And if they electrified it, if that's what you meant, then no, no, it's not going to happen. That sounds like a left wing. Uh, also, also. Okay, so she's having a problem with her her audio. Skip ahead. And uh -huh. uh, not not obviously Chinese, but there are always these things where people say, "Oh, the Chinese are they're amassing, they're staging up in the area." There's United Nations vehicles. That's all ludicrous. It's false information. They're not trained observers. They never worked the border. And you don't, they don't know the difference between a Oaxacan who's tanned and in the military in Mexico and a Chinese guy with short hair. They don't know the difference. They're very close at a distance, but they're not the same. Oh, all right. So you're saying that you never saw any Chinese troops down there when you were working the border. And how many years were you down there? No, 15 years minimum. All right. Officially, that is. Officially? Yeah. Right. Whole UFO field, and you've had some interactions uh, in that subject. Uh, can you talk about some of that? Sure. Um, I've had an interest since I was a kid, but I didn't make it like it was a known interest. Because my interest was law enforcement. I was training to go into law enforcement, martial arts background, speak several languages, athlete, don't smoke, don't drink, that sort of thing. Um, but I've always had an interest in that on the side. Uh, okay, so I just wanted to give you the crooks of it. You can go and listen to uh, it full in its entirety. Uh, let's go to the next one. Wow. Okay. That was one of the instances on that side of it. But going back to um, what I was talking about where the ovalist and one of our most haunted locations was that this actual ovalist it came up with which and it, i didn't know about this because um we had someone else that was writing down because there was three of us on this investigation there was my there was mark there was tony my middle brother who was also a historic he's is our own historian he does a lot of historic things um and there was my wife my wife was there as well and my wife, um, we had permission from the mum and dad. And said, so oh, we're going into a blessing in the room, you know, just, just something just to see if, if there was anything in there, basically. Because we were more intrigued when she said, you can't go in our room. And I thought, oh, okay then. But when we went in there, 
my wife went into the room and she felt as if something had literally just pinched her thumb and it wouldn't let go. And she said she could see the fingerprints and it was holding her thumb like this. And she came out and she was quite shook up. And she said, oh, my God. I said, what's the matter? She said, oh, she said, something's just pinched me. And I said, well, don't worry about it. I said, try not to get yourself stressed out because the more you get stressed out, the more they can normally um, affect you. If you try and keep yourself on a, on a certain level, I find then that they can't seem to, to get to you so much. But they can catch you off guard, so you have to be a bit careful, which I'm going to talk to you about. Um, so basically, what, what happened is she came out, and my brother, he said, oh, what happened, bro? And I said, oh, well, this happened. So, okay, then. So we went into the room, and as we went into the room, there was a couple of books in the room, and they started to move. So we thought, well, yeah, this seems to be quite an active area. So we sort of... Yeah, <laughs> So, so we we sort of thought, uh, you know, there might be more to meet the eye than this, you know. So we went and saw the fifteen-year-old, and we said to her, and I said, "Do you ever been using any Ouija boards or anything like that?" And she says, "Well, she says I do watch TV." She says, "And what I do?" She says, "She says because she's interested in spirits and everything else." She says she opens her mind up to things to come towards her. And I said, well, it's not really a good idea to do that because you don't know what you're bringing in. (laughs) Now, what... I'm so sorry. Please tell your children not to do that. um, Is She obviously got a bit scared about it when we had a chat with her. And I said to the guy that owned the property and his wife, and they said, look, so if you want to do a blessing, that's absolutely fine. So we went in there, we went into the room, and we shut the door because we'd like to do it in pitch black. It just seems to bring more energy into it. And there was Mark that had a camera. And we already had a, a, a tripod camera as well. And the room just seemed to get darker and darker. And it's a weird thing. It could be just where your pupils are just adjusting to the dark and everything else. And then all of a sudden, there was like something that was on the bed that was spinning around. And it was like a black mass. And I thought, oh, yeah, there's definitely something coming through. Um, and then, basically, as these things started spinning round, my brother and my wife was in there as well, and they said, oh, yeah, well, I can see something on the bed. So it was quite good that I saw it, and they saw it as well, because it gives you, you're not losing your mind sort of ah. thing. So I thought to myself, right, okay, I don't know who you are, but the, the energy didn't seem too good. So I, I thought to myself, okay, then, I thought, I've got to get rid of you. Now, as soon as I said that, this thing just, it, it, it was an energy, it was just a form of an energy, and this thing just jumped onto my body, it just went on what? me, and I was just like, <clears throat> and I was thinking, I, I, I couldn't speak, it just, it was almost like trying to control me, and I thought, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, and now I thought, okay then, do my training, which was to bring my guide forward, and I asked my guide to protect me and everything else, and I said, right, my guide to, I ask you to move away from me. And while this process was going on, it always had like a battle. When he's saying God, I wonder if he just means his avatar. I don't, I don't know what that means. But anyway, we all have to have our own language for what this stuff means to us. Bills. While this was going on, what happened was my daughter, who was babysitting, right? Um, she was at home, and she she was just watching TV. And the next minute, she saw this rag appear in the lounge and it was spinning around and this rag was sort of like spinning around and she just panicked and went, oh my god I don't know what this is so she sort of panicked and, and wrote a text message 
because none of our phones, we don't carry our phones with your visuals or any uh, paranormal, we all leave it in one location. So she thought, oh my God, Dad, something's happened. There is a rag of, of this thing spinning around in this room. And I thought, in, in our lounge. And I thought, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And in the end, I asked for Archangel Michael. This is what I use. My, and I asked him with a sword of protection. And basically I said, right, okay, I called upon Archangel Michael. I asked um, sword of protection to, to line the room and to clear this energy away. And what I done is I banished it, basically. I, I said, right, I said, you're no longer allowed in this room or in this house. I said, you can go in the garden. I said, but you cannot go in this house. So that's what I basically done. Um, and it lifted, the whole thing lifted, but what I'd done is I'd done a schoolboy error. And the schoolboy error was, is I should have cloaked myself before I did any of that. And I allowed my emotions right. and feelings to get in the way. Because I was thinking of the 15-year-old child, which I was trying to help, but I forgot the main important thing was to make sure that I protect myself before I take on anything like that. And this thing just got into me. And when we finished this uh Thing, which was about four or five in the morning I didn't feel like myself I felt quite aggressive and my wife said to me said you're not right there's something not right with you for a couple of days so I thought okay now I'm going to go and see Angela and I went to see Angela and Angela was with a medium and as I walked through the door this medium said what on earth have you done and I said what's the matter he said well, you're just absolutely you're spiritually black and blue he says you've just got black massive negativeness all over you and, it, and uh, Angela, she knows a bit of pagan and, and it, about pagan magic and energy. And she said, what I've got to do is I've got to clean your chakras. So she used a thing where basically you twist this crystal and basically she visualizes again, taking the cloudiness out of each of, of my chakras and then replacing them with crystal. Like a, like a you can use like a, a, a crystal um and then placing that crystal energy back into the chakras. Because right. if you take any energy out of the chakras, you have to make sure you replenish them with energy back. Otherwise, it can imbalance your body. And, and that's what she done. And basically, she did that. And it, uh, it took me about a year to get over that actual incident. And my wife had problems as well where we used to have dream states where she used to see a woman trying to give her a daisy chain and this daisy chain, and then all of a sudden... She'd see in her dream state the fingernails getting longer, oh, and you know, and she'd wake up and think, "Oh, she's having issues as well." So, <laughs> go to the uh, the episode in its entirety. I'm not trying to take anyone's content. I'm exposing you to this, and I'm hoping that you go check out her channel. And that uh, I thought that was really important for us to hear um, ways of etherically protecting ourselves. Whatever it is that you believe, just get firm in it. And uh, oftentimes, if you're if you're watching me in my hidden life, you will see that I will mentally uh, call upon um, the sword of truth and the shield of protection. You will you will you will hear me all the time. Do that. And it really does work. And I think that the more that we do that, as the energy shift, the stronger we'll get at it. But it's like a muscle. You have to work it, you know? So check that episode out, Paranormal Activity and Ghostbusting. 
I thought that was like, this guy seems like to be the real deal. His name is Darren Brown. And uh, Kerry's channel is called Project Camelot. Why am I getting a lot of blood? And they said, because we fitted an implant. And I said, well, where's the implant? And they said, it's in your intestines. I said, that's the reason why you're ill at the moment. It's because we fitted this. And I thought, blood, this is just too scary, you know? Oh, right. and, and, I, and I said, well, what's going to stop me if I'm going through uh, a... You know, I go on holiday and the bleeper goes off. He says, well, he said it's organic. He said they never find it. And <laughs> and, it, and the next minute, I was, boom, back in my bedroom and I had really bad pains and I went to the toilet and I just, unfortunately, I had diarrhea and it was just blood. Wow. And I thought, no, I can't panic because someone's just told me that it passed. So for about 47 minutes later, it cleared. And then I asked Chrissy, my wife, to go and get some electrolytes, and she went and got some electrolytes, and I drank the electrolytes, and within two or three days, I was back on my feet again, and I was all right. But that was really strange, but that yeah. is one of yeah. the things out five or six weeks, you know, it was about four or five weeks ago. And, you know, it was, because it was so real. And it's been one of those things, you know, I, I get a lot of things happen to me, but that was... Um, that one takes the biscuit, to be honest with you, because I'd actually signed into something. And the funny thing is, is, is I think to myself, oh, God, I hope I just signed my soul to the devil, you know? <laughs> because without thinking, I actually signed, I've signed to do something for 25 years. So, yeah, it's That's an interesting one. Okay, very good. Now, you <laughs> talked about astral traveling, and, of course... I'm sure a lot yeah. of people do that. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think, well, I think everyone does that. But at any rate, uh, why is that so significant to you? What what in particular um, was your experience that might have been? Uh, I, think, I think what was significant to that was at the time, where we do like the paranormal things and I've been doing meditation, I've been asking out, if you like, and sending that thought to the universe Um uh, is, is this all there is? You know, can you show me other things? And is there a way that you can show me? Because, you know, I'm quite an inquisitive mind. And, and because of certain things that have gone on, I needed perhaps that little bit more to be more um, at peace, my mind to be more at peace because of what's happening to me in certain things. And so I remember that it was about the cliche again, two o'clock in the morning, I was lying in bed. And I, I was I was awake at the time, and there was this black thing. It was about eight foot. It was massive, and I thought, "What the hell's that?" And this thing just jumped onto me. Oh, no, went, I, I don't even want to hear it. This guy's not protecting himself enough. He's not protecting himself enough, from what I understand. <laughs> but anyway, you could go check that out. I think we're going to do one more. Brian Ruha, Revolution Studio. You can look. She's got a gazillion. Anything to do with aliens. Out of all the people that I see online, I don't find any of them credible. Like Linda Milton Howe, uh, Corey Good, and his, his homeboy. I, I don't. I think they're phonies, okay? But I do think they carry gets the information from real people and I think that that her intentions are good that's just that's just my vibe on her 
So check her out if you want more of that information. And those include things like um, the American Indians um, or Native Americans and also uh, basically the Mayans, the Incas, and so on. So they, too, were, uh, were in invaded and influenced by this Anunnaki group, which everyone knows, Enki, Enlil, and, and, and Anu, and, and so on. But they... You know, it's funny because they get a lot of focus in our world, um, at least in, in my sector, as some people think they created humanity, which they did not. What they did is they came and they put their DNA into a, what was in essence a composite of 12 DNA races already. And for more of that history, I always recommend uh, Ashana Dean's Voyager series, a series of two books. They're on the front page of my website. Highly recommended, extremely involved uh, story about the the different wars with different races, how they came in, colonized various races around the galaxies, and so the, you know obviously it didn't all start at planet Earth, <laughs> and um, and and so that's the story. It's a it's really a story of basically genetic engineering and re-engineering of various races and by various races, and that continues to this day. Of course, we have the Gray Human Hybrid Program. That's quite well known. And David Jacobs is documenting uh, their uh, interaction here on Earth, how some gray human... At this point, that, that program has been uh, highly successful and also on it, ongoing for at least 50, 70 years. And so you've got children growing up that are gray human hybrids. But you've got a huge influx that happened around... I don't know, maybe the 60s or 70s, when uh, our military was making deals with the Greys and, and trying to get them to go south to South America and um, actually New and Mexico, Central America, because what they were also more than willing to do, because they had more root races down there. Um, and so that provides a, a better platform when you're genetically engineering a species because it, you know, it, it can weaken a species. It's kind of people that know genetic engineering will probably know what I talk, I'm talking about. And so the, the white races are already a hybrid race, if you can appreciate. So that's a hybrid with a hybrid and genetically re-engineering a hybrid. Whereas if you go to the root races, they're less hybrid, uh, hybridized, I guess. So they are, have a more stable genetic pool and uh, are less... It's, there's less harm uh, happening, and, and they tend to take on the new genetics, uh, I guess, smoother and stay alive in the process, obviously, which is a big part of it. And so now we have, and I have talked about this, no one else seems to pick up on it, but there was a lot of talk about the gray human hybrid program, uh, much more so, I think, more like 10 years ago, but... Of course, as I say, these beings are now, you know, at least uh, some are 10 years old, some are 50 years old, you know. Uh, and, and so I have to say that um, these, they broke their treaties, the Greys uh, broke their treaties with our government and the various aspects of our government. And I just found out a really interesting fact. Um, hope you don't mind if I go a little bit off 
Oh, that's fine. Just love to hear you talk. Anything. Um, no, because I interviewed this fascinating man whose who's name is John Carmen. Uh, you might know of him. He's a, a former Secret Service agent. So he was guarding. Oh, yeah, prisons. I just saw that this morning. You just, it, it's and just I posted that. I mean, I put that program in. Program in SRI that. and Hal Pudoff, and I've been following that trail for many years, Ingo Swan, et cetera. So a lot of this stuff kind of was fitting together for me very well. And then um, I got this intuition based on what Mark had been telling me about Bay of Pigs that Nixon actually knew more than he was revealing because there's a very key article out there that I quote in my article and put a link so people can see that this top investigator is like an investigative journalist, right, who is, um, I think he's written a book about the um, takedown, you know, Watergate and the takedown of Nixon and so on. At any rate, in his story, he, he talks about people seeing the president, Nixon, as he was president, getting more and more obsessed with Bay of Pigs and using that as a kind of code for something that went on during that time, but that he would never reveal to anyone. Yeah, he called it that whole Bay of Pigs thing. And people thought he meant the Kennedy assassination, because, you know, that was a government CIA Israel thing to get the atomic right. bomb. But we thought the whole, he called it that whole Bay of Pigs thing. That's exactly right. He was obsessed. It's, it's yeah. great that you're on this trail. And um, so what happens is it turns out, you know, you can put two and two together and realize that he was actually talking about this E.T. issue that he already knew about from when he was in, you know, VP with Eisenhower. Oh, wow. And I now I've got that. this guy, John Carmen, who's validating yeah. everything that I was kind of putting in my article um, about Nixon, which is amazing, you know, and he has... John Carmen has like firsthand exposure to this world, right? Having he started guarding Ford, and you know, so he goes back uh, quite a ways, and he's obviously in that community. Now he has to be very careful about what he reveals, you know, his national security oath and all that sort of thing. But uh, he's he basically, I mean, it's a great interview. I have to highly recommend it because he he actually he you know I asked him questions no one else asks, of course. And so he's validating the secret space program, bases on the moon and Mars, you know, the whole nine yards. And this is like a, a very, you know, laced up, straight. He was a customs agent as well. He became a whistleblower because the customs on the border wasn't being on the up and up. And he started reporting that. Um, so he did that after he was a secret service agent. I mean, this guy is... You know, he's he's like really straight American, you know, whatever you want to call that. And here he's revealing exactly, you know, validating everything that we have been saying at Camelot for all these years and many people out there, perhaps yourself as well. So anyway, I know I've gone kind of like in a big. I left Revolution Radio and started my own channel. And so I've yeah, been on Revolution Radio a year and a half now. Tuesday nights from 16. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's good. Um, so, but what I'm saying is that, you know, so I also have off the record interviews that I've done, right? And so what happens is the, um, okay, now I've lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Okay. Conventional history. So when you say collapse of Bronze Age, that's, are you talking like 500 BC? Is that well, what you're referring it was, to? It was 1200 BC, and um, and it seems all along the coastline there was an invasion from the sea. They call them 
to see people. They may have been described as looking somewhat. Well, that's reptilian. around the time of the, of what is considered to be, I believe, the fall of Atlantis. Yeah, I guess so. And so uh, that's when they abandoned Atlantis. They went in through the Mediterranean and they went into places like Malta and Egypt and uh, Iraq and Iran, etc. So, you know, it's very possible. They were talking about Atlanteans. Yeah. Because, hey, you stated in your previous video that the Anaki were invaded eons ago by the Draco. And so then there was a hybrid race of humanoid Anaki mixed with reptilian DNA. You said to call the Syrian Anunnaki. Consequently, there's confusion in the sector over the fact that Anunnaki can be humanoid or reptilian hybrids. I guess it, it is confusing trying to guess sort of what we are a result of today. Or say Israelis have a kind of particular bloodline, right, with the Ashkenazi and Sephardic. Um, yes. I guess it's trying to figure out the, the bloodline and uh, are they on the side of, I think of the, the Rosh. The Rothschilds have a relationship with reptilians, isn't that true? Think of the city of London as a big power center. Right. And are those Draco reptilians? I think of it, is Lord Jacob, like, is he the Pindar? Is he the CEO of planet Earth? Or is it one of these Rothschilds? We don't know. Right? Do you have any guess? Well, Rothschild means red shield. So the Rothschilds yeah. are not uh, the, the head. They are uh, the shield that hides the, the head. Oh, um, yeah, so that's that. key. Um, so it's I didn't know that. to realize that they're not. Yeah, they're they're not what people think. Um, so it's. Uh, I was just trying to see if I could get a real date for the fall of Atlantis. I guess maybe there's different dates, but um, in fact, Ashani Dean says it it fell more than once. Uh, yeah. that it was you know the, you know the history of like uh, twelve thousand eight hundred fifty years ago is considerable evidence that there was comet fragments that hit the north, like the work of Graham Hancock, so that was a big collapse, and there's probably an advanced ancient global civilization prior to that got, that got wiped out. So that was a long time ago. That's like 12,850 years ago. Right. That would be, well, again, that would be the fall of Atlantis, right? Yeah, I think that's the fall of Atlantis. So, but Whereas 1200 BC was just there. the collapse of Bronze Age. It's two different things, yeah. Um, but th but there was there's also the fall of Mu. There's also um, there was a, a, a huge explosion uh, where a part of the island of Atlantis split off um, before the actual the meteor hit. So there was it's it happened twice. There was uh, according to the the history written in the Voyager books. So um, just to say, you know, it wasn't just once. And, and the second time was when it completely went under the ocean, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to get the, the book you recommended, uh, book two. It's perhaps the, the best place to start. It's an e-book. It's, it's on your link. That's right. It's, a, it's like $20. Download. It's, you know, super cheap. Um, yeah, so I want to get that. That's cheap. I think but the fourth dimension. And they, like greys, cannot stay on our surface that long. So being in well, you know, I want to comment that from a Buddhist view, like in Buddhist cosmology, the Buddha described uh, six heavens in the central sphere. In the first heaven, he describes nagas, which are serpent-like, snake-like, or reptilian. So from some Buddhists think that these nagas are the reptilian. The Buddha even specifically stated that they're well known for being shapeshifters. A lot of these devas are shapeshifters, but yes. one of the defining characteristics of nagas is they're shapeshifters. The Buddha even described during his lifetime one Naga took the form of a human being so they could ordain as a Buddhist monk, and he fell asleep, went back to his Naga form. He said, sorry, you know, you can't be a monk because you're not a human being, and you have to leave. So this is orthodox Buddhism, is that Nagas 
are reptilian looking and they can take on human form. So I've uh, talked to monks about this and they yeah, have different views about it. Maybe they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't want to talk to me. But um, that's my theory is that, um, uh, and the Buddha even described it, I have on my website, my worldview. So one uh, discourse the Buddha described good Nagas and that the, the, the lower Naga vassals are wicked, evil, you know, causing a lot of problems. So there's good ones and there's bad ones. So this could well, explain there, Yes, and this is true, and Mark has talked about this, uh, that there are good Draco, because in, in the end, what, you, what you're calling a Naga would probably be a Draco. And a Draco, yeah. it, there, there are these Shikars, you may have heard of them, which are considered to be uh, Draco royalty, and they have wings. And I've yeah. actually seen a Shikar, so I'm very um, aware of them. Let's put it that, that way. And by the way, they are um, huge statues in front of the Mandalay Bay um, in Vegas of the Draco. Okay, the Shikars. Wow. Um, so that's very significant. So they're tall, right? white, so with wings, right? Um, tall, when you say tall, white. So the higher royalty Dracos, they're, they're white with wings? Is that what they oh, look like? Um, actually, I didn't say the color. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily think they have to be white either. Uh, but they definitely have wings, and they're called the Shikars. Do you want to talk about your, your own experiences, like what you've seen? And when your videos, you're saying that you don't actually see beings, but you see light beings. you want to describe some of your own experiences? Right. But I have seen beings. Um, in It's more in what we would call or term the dream space, right, where I've actually seen. But in the case of the Shikars, I actually was awake when I saw one. And I actually did see the form, but it was a weird kind of awakeness. I was about to go into a meditation and it was early morning and I basically, this is long before Camelot and I didn't believe, um, I think at some point I'd seen the TV series V and I always used to think it was really stupid that they always use reptilians for like yeah. the bad guys and stuff and I, I never believed that there was yeah. those kinds of reptilians walking around, right? So I um, went into this meditation and I suddenly slipped into this interdimensional space and I saw a big huge Draco uh, which which was a Shikar uh, flying by me and it flew like by me like going that way like that and uh, at the same time it was aware of me and I was aware of it so I knew there was consciousness there and it was so unexpected that you know I didn't even know what to do. I was sort of frozen in space. Um, and then suddenly, you know, it sort of was that kind of communication, basically sort of saying that it was there, it was real, and it had power, and it wanted me to be aware of it. So after that, obviously, I had no trouble in believing that V was real, you know, that the ideas behind V are real, and that, you know, the Draco exists, and that the Shikars exist. And since then, I've had some other beings that have shown up in my um, dream space where I've actually, I saw a, a reptilian human hybrid in line in the cafeteria, I know it sounds kind of weird, in a dream space when I was a contractor at JPL, um, Jet Propulsion Lab. And uh, anyway, I had this uh, sort of flashback and it was um, humanoid. But it had this like white skin with these little tiny 
scale-like things, like the bottom, like the belly of a lizard kind of thing. And it was quite creepy, and he was a very sinister guy. So um, I saw that, for what it's worth. And, you wow. know, I mean, I've had other interactions. I think I've, I might have talked about this before, so, I, you know, I don't like to repeat myself on a lot of interviews, but since okay. you're asking... Yeah, I also um, communicated with, uh, I'm not sure what his name is, but he, but what happened was I had this interaction with this little old man who came and sat by my bed all night talking to me. And he was very kind of short and little, and he, he was talking and talking all night long. And then, um, at, you know, sitting in a chair, like, you know, with the bald head and the whole thing. And I asked him like I was about to come awake and into this reality and and I said oh wait a minute where are you from and he said Andromeda and so then I I woke up and um and that's and then a couple years later I was reading um Defending Sacred Ground and found out that you know Alex Collier had had dealings with this little old man who was representing Andromeda and he sounded and looked, you know, the description, what I thought of him was the same being. So it was a, you might say, a synchronicity. Or maybe it really was that guy and came and visited me. I don't know. But he definitely, a little bald guy. And at the time, I, you know, I knew about ETs and everything. But I expected to see, an, you know, an exotic, weird, you know, shaped ET, whatever it was. And then when I find out it was like this little old man that didn't look, unusual in any way <laughs> I was very disappointed thinking oh great so here's my ET and he looks just like any little old man type of thing <laughs> anyway it's just funny wow. so um yeah I've had multiple experiences with various entities discarnate entities things of this, this nature it's kind of a very you know it's a long saga but it comes out once in a while in an interview when someone mentions something that I've already come across in my own obviously experiences sometimes I'll mention it and sometimes I won't well no from a, a Buddhist view uh, yeah when you're in meditation that that's the time you have a relationship with a Dave or see a Dave or some people feel it or get mental impressions but you know like like Grant Cameron says the UFOs is really about consciousness and and it's about the experiencer so it's very much about conscious so from a buddhist view for 2500 years yeah well yeah that's a way to relate to D davis there's good ones and there's bad ones there's but we're we're way beyond that now okay so um anyway for what it's worth you know, i did uh one video with uh p-pop herpes and he was describing some in information that there was these Aliens on a on a planet with the star slowly dying. So they came through thousands of years ago, and they're basically working through the, the Israeli, Jewish, Hebrews, whatever, to slowly take over the world within our society. People always wonder, well, why don't they just come and invade and take over the place? But they have their their ways of doing things. We don't understand how aliens work. So his theory is they, they came from another planet, and they're working through, you know, the, the Hebrews. Uh, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, there is the race from Aldebaran that has been given Africa, which I've talked about in the past, and so has Gordon yeah. Duff from Veterans Today. You may know Gordon Duff is CIA, but nonetheless... And you said they're given territory on another planet in exchange for Africa, right? We, trade. Were, given, we were given uh, places, other Earth-like planets to colonize. So human so, beings were... 
This is within our Sacred Space Program, yes. I assume is the Rothschilds who's ever behind them? Uh, well, yeah, they're involved. I mean, um, the Dark Magicians are all involved, so, and Rothschilds are among them, so. But uh, at any rate, the, the race from Aldebaran was given Africa, and they, apparently there's some issues with that right now. But I'm not sure whether that's the race that the Israelis are dealing with. I know the Israelis are dealing specifically with the Anunnaki, and it could be that they're still, um, that would be under Marduk at this time, actually. So, um, that, you know, for what it's worth, I, I don't know um, what... I, I don't know this person that you're talking about. Like, I, I don't know that person's name, so I don't know their work. Well, he's done a lot of uh, these articles for uh, American Free Pet Press and the Barnes Review. All right, let's skip ahead. They've been enemies for a long time, so I wonder if that's playing itself out in with amongst the aliens. Like, you have, is, like, I think of uh, United States and Europe as being subordinate to Israel rather than the other way around. I think Israel is on dominance the United States. Like when Netanyahu gave us a talk to the Senate, you know, he gets 26 standing ovations, you know, and every American president sort of has to bow to Israel. All the congressmen and senators all bow to Israel. I kind of think it's the other way around, that they're um, dominant. It's a power center because it's dominated by the Anunnaki, and the Anunnaki like to think that they run the world. But the bottom line is they don't, actually. And so if you really delve into it, um, it's there's actually more kids on the block, as they say. China is now dealing with another race of aliens that are quite unsavory, from what I understand, including the reptilians, and, or at least one of the races, the reptilians. And then we talk about Antarctica and how President, you know, uh, how John Kerry went down there, how the, the um, what, what was um, the Roman Catholic Pope went down there, and uh, the whole technology that was under the Kaaba stone, uh, in in Saudi Arabia, in other words, there's very there's a mystery as to what race is going on and running um, Antarctica, and there is some evidence that it there could be it could be the insectoids, for example, Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, and we've we've talked about this on this show many times. RFG has covered it. Maybe you need to check out some of my other episodes, and maybe I'll leave links so you can you can look them up. We've covered it. Anytime you see Earth News, you could you could see all about that. And, yeah, uh, you mentioned and, that when you read the videos. Yeah, yeah and so I, you know, I don't know this, but I'm trying to, you know, like anyone, I try to put this picture together. But you can't get away from the power centers and the fact yeah. that certain individuals have to go to certain places. And this has been going on, by the way, since the time of the Kennedy administration, when a certain individual during, um, right around the time when Kennedy was killed, actually went to Antarctica. He was sent to Antarctica. So there's some kind of negotiation goes on with the race down there that we have, who has some kind of rulership control. Now, of course, the Nazis have established the New Berlin base, and there are signs... Now, is that true? Like, I know the Germans oh, went in the 30s. Yeah, think it's true yeah. that the, the national sources have a base in Antarctica, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge amount of Nazi stuff going on in both yeah. Argentina and Antarctica, but at any rate. And so they're definitely involved, and they're involved with whatever races we're talking about. 
but which races, you know, it, it starts to get kind of difficult. And then also yeah. what they're discovering under the ice in Antarctica it yeah. is signs of Atlantis, a technology from Atlantis. Um, and it's quite substantial. And um, there is a book that I always recommend when I do talks. And it's it, Linda Moulton Howe is aware of it because one of her key witnesses about Antarctica yeah. talked about this author. I saw those videos, yeah. And it's called something like um, The Rising of Atlantis or something. And I have, um, I could pull it up if, if, if you want. Please, They haven't deleted it off Amazon in the process because, of course, once I notice something, then it goes viral. And then they, um, maybe they hoped it was under the radar. But You're anyway, famous, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let's hope all this yeah. information goes um, viral. You know. It's quite extraordinary. And, of course, we have a very strong relationship with the Pleiades uh, to this day. And the Pleiadians are apparently... Are they here? Remember that, lady? You are here. Are you here? Here? Remember that? She kept changing her accent. But there are factions of Pleiadians. So do you think our, our world politics is just a distraction, a shell game, a ruse? I mean, hear about... North Korea, people get upset about that. Is it something that's just not true? They're trying to, like, I, I talked to a, a CSIS officer once, like the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. He was retired. We were on a, a hike in North Vancouver. And he says, well, what they do is they keep people scared and they don't tell them nothing. So is our whole political stage something that we shouldn't take too seriously? Like, it, like from an alien perspective, are they just trying to distract humanity with some false story like when we talk about North Korea and there's aliens work with North Korea working with Russia well, what's your I interpretation mean, of political Korea, state? North Korea is as bold as they are because they are backed by a certain alien race um, Mark uh -huh. is very clear about that uh, and that race is quite possibly you know has a direct relationship as well with China so that of course North Korea and China are completely interwound um, but there is, you know, my view is that you should take on board a lot of stuff and try to look for the clues because it's not so much, I mean, I was even, I guess it was Mark saying that, uh, t Trump is twi twittering out, uh, pieces of truth, but people don't get it. So they don't realize that he's actually trying to tell them something. Because okay? they hate him In so bad. Ways. And um, they so, people are buying the propaganda so hard. It's so personal with the Trump hate because of what they're hearing on TV. They can't listen to what's being said to save their own lives. And that is so sad. Even if you don't agree with somebody and they're not your favorite person, you better be able to open your ears and be able to listen for the truth in what they say that is a survival tip y'all it, it, it's it's a very complex game and we have a lot of you know we're it's an intergalactic uh struggle if you will and it's well worth our time to actually pay attention i think not only to the disinfo that they put out there to figure out why they're trying to get somebody to look in a certain direction versus another direction like I was just saying, why are they talking about this nonsense about nukes? But you realize then that there's something underneath that. 
that it's not a nuke, but it's free energy. You see what I'm saying? So it's a, it is a fight over energy. It's a fight over technology and who dominates here on planet Earth. And uh, the various races also being in the fight. And in a sense, humans being boots on the ground from various race, racial groups uh, off planet. Yeah. And, you know, so if you look at it that way, then I wouldn't discount things that you think are superficial even. So I've gotten great information from little tiny pieces of information. It could be like this. I was just talking about um, the latest movie called Angel Down, I think it's called. And uh -huh. that's actually well worth seeing. And, of course, it got panned by the critics. The people loved it. But the bottom line is that, yes, it's a cliched story. But within that cliched story, they have a scene where they show you an actual drone attack that is, I'm told, very accurate. And I ran that by um, the Secret Service guy the other day, John Carmen, and he, he agrees completely. So, you know, um, this, is, this is what we're talking, where you can get, like, information. You can actually see what a drone attack looks like. It's actually stunning in this movie. I mean, it's... It, it, kind of shows the power behind, you know, what are going to be um, packs of drones and how relentless they can be and how difficult they can be to, um, to escape and or combat. This guy's got like a blown out pro turn. Isn't that another With computer stuff. Oldest known song. People dance to this without listening to the words. Oh wait, can you hear me now? Like 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 the cell phone commercial. Were they making fun of it before it ever this was way before that commercial ever aired. We never heard any of his albums. He didn't really do albums. This is like the one song Prince didn't really do albums or anything. That's that's what's in the vault. Those are recordings, and it's just like. Huh!